Tessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. Today, <laughs> we're talking about something that, like, we have been talking about for so long. We've just never bit the bullet because, like, I don't even know why. But we're talking about the 2003 Daredevil movie starring Ben Affleck. Yeah, we noticed that after No Way Home, um, after Matt's glorious cameo in the movie, Daredevil seems to be having a moment right now. It's For yep. me, it's trending on Netflix. Um, I think and it's, pe- it's trending for everybody. Everybody. Because okay. I saw it, it. I was on Joyce's, Insta- uh, Joyce's Netflix, and it wasn't in her number one, so I you know, wondered if it was different. But anyways, we were like, oh, we're so happy Daredevil is having this moment. It's so good. But we can't talk about it. We, we already did. <laughs> we already did. So we thought, you know how we're going to capitalize on this moment? 2003 Ben Affleck Daredevil. Really hurting ourselves. <laughs> I, did you say by really hurting ourselves? Really hurting ourselves. <laughs> so I think, I, I would have to go back and think about it again, but I remember when I finished them all at the time, Daredevil was my favorite of the series. Probably it same is. for you, right? It's the best. It's, yeah. it's my number one, closely followed by Jessica Jones, and then right. Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist. Right. The, you know, the standard order. And um, I consider, I consider well, Defenders, as I have said before, Daredevil season three, so it counts towards Daredevil. Yeah, it's a point for Daredevil. So, yeah. the, I, I went completely blind to this Daredevil. Sabrina told me it was really bad, going off the trailer or like the movie posters it didn't look very good and i was like whatever i mean i think the fantastic four movie is a solid c how bad can this be and now i i was rage texting sabrina in all caps i was dying laughing every text i got i was literally dying i i didn't realize how spoiled we were as netflix daredevil fans yeah because I don't know, I never heard of anything about Daredevil before um, the show or whatever, so I assume it's a lot more comic accurate. And I, I think, think it is. Yeah, and also as a show series, they have a lot more time to like get into deeper storytelling or whatever. That's not an excuse. This was a two. This was like a two-hour movie, and it was just really bad. So I doesn't seem comic accurate. Uh, Daredevil Matt as a character is really flat. I'll, let me go into some of the stats. Hang on. Let's, we... let's just do the IMDb first. I'll get through that. And then I'll try and do a summary. Um, yeah. Hi. 2003. Directed by Mark Steven Johnson. Starring Baflick as Matt. Baflick. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Gardner as Electra. Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan as Wilson Fisk. John Favreau as Foggy Nelson, which is a big one for us because if you've not heard the legend <laughs> of our tri- the lost trivia episode, oh go back God. to that. It was really great. Um, Scott Tara as young Matt and Ellen Pompeo as Karen Page. I know, yeah. And Joe Pantoli. Sorry, what? <laughs> Pantoliano? Yes. Sorry, I can't read and there was an eye crept up on me. As Ben Yurick. Everyone else I'm not really going to read. No one else talks that much. Yeah. So, I... Oh, God. Daredevil 2003 takes us smack dab in the middle of Matt Murdock's Daredevil career. We get mm-hmm. a little bit of backstory on how he became blind mm-hmm. um, because he was running away from his father when he, like, happened upon his dad, like, beating someone up for money. Right. Um, And he ran away, and he ran into, like, I don't know how he even got into this place. He ran into, like, a storage, outdoor storage facility of toxic waste. Right. Um, And he caused the accident that made him blind. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that. (laughs) And then we get, like, dropped smack dab in the middle of, like, Matt Murdock is doing his Daredevil stuff. Right. And he's trying to, like, take down the Kingpin, sort of. Not really. He doesn't really... I mean, like, he wasn't, like... Kingpin wasn't his focus. It wasn't his focus at all. 
I feel like this movie was like sort of trying to be character driven but also like romance so Mm -hmm. mostly like the plot is driven by Matt Murdock and Electra Nachios because he's like oh my god he like finds Electra is completely Mm -hmm. like enthralled by her Mm -hmm. they have a little relationship Mm -hmm. um and then Kingpin in the background is like framing her dad for being Kingpin and he's Mm -hmm. also hired Bullseye to kill uh, Electra's dad and Electra, mm-hmm. um, and Matt like kills people. Like he uses his job as a as a lawyer to find guilty people and then mm-hmm. go after them at night. He is way more the vigilante than um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's the Punisher. Yeah, that's what it is. He's the Punisher. That's yeah. what this is. Basically, they were like. The Daredevil's not cool enough. We're going to do the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was um, like the worst parts of Matt Murdock with none of the Catholic guilt. No, they tried. They like kind he went to the church twice. So they tried right. to really show that. And Sammy, because I was watching with my roommate, because um, she also just really needed a laugh. And um, she was like, wow, I didn't realize all of the Catholic imagery uh, in this in his backstory. And I was like, what? That's like a core part of Matt Murdock, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. It is. You can't take the Catholicism out of Matt Murdock. But what I mean by like without the Catholic guilt is that mm. like he, we were so blessed in the show to have Matt like, have those moral conversations of should I or should I not kill him Mm -hmm. uh, specifically Wilson Fisk because um am I doing more harm by letting him live right than good uh, by not killing him right by not committing a murder yeah yeah but right off the bat we don't really get that conflict with this Matt Murdock no because the first person we see him go face to face with he lets die yeah he killed a man I think that was the first all caps text to Sabrina because I was kind of not really paying attention I was just like doing stuff on my phone and then I saw the chasing go down and I was kind of watching it and then he basically killed a man on the tracks the man he pushed him or he fell onto the tracks and he didn't even try or make any moves to save him he just I think he said a stupid line as the train ran him over. He said something about justice. Yeah. Like, I'm uh, your justice or something like that. It was so bad. And that was when I texted Sabrina all cap. I was like, Matt doesn't kill people! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and the- even if he did, it would be this huge moral dilemma. Like, in yeah. the moment, like, oh my god. Even when he indirectly is involved in the show, mm-hmm. even when he was indirectly involved with someone's death, like, it plagued him. Yeah, yeah, he he really understood the chain of consequences and his part in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I the thing is, this movie is very 2003. Wildly 2003. But I can't even say like that that that's what's going against them because we have literally reviewed many movies that came out at the beginning of the like century basically. Mm-hmm. Um that were really good. Like, yeah. the X-Men movies are really good, and they yeah. came out in the early 2000s. The Spider-Man movies came out in the early 2000s, and they're really good. Yeah. So, like, you can't even say, like, the fact that it was in 2003, it was a product of its time, like, everything <laughs> that came out at that time is kind of like, eh, because no. No. Like, it sucks. It's a really bad movie. Also, Ben Affleck is not a good actor, I have not seen Goodwill Hunting, so therefore I can say I don't like a single thing he likes. That's he's, Matt he's in. Damon. Hello? That's Matt Damon. No, he's in both. Oh, he is in both? Okay. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy said he was in both because, again, I have not seen it. I thought you were mixing up Matt Damon no. and Ben No. Well, now I have to Google this. Regardless, Baffleck isn't good, and I'm really no. tired of seeing his face and people telling me he's good. You're not wrong. Like, I don't think he's the best actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's the best. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, this movie focused so much on how Matt sees. Yeah. And I think that that, like, really bothered me because mm-hmm. I really just disliked the, like, 
uh, cheesy x-ray vision that they mm-hmm. were doing. Like, yeah. It was a mix of, like, echolocation and toff. Yeah. And I, they had him focus so heavily on his hearing. Yeah. That, like, it kind of, in, it kind of lacked the full dimension of his powers that we get to see in the show. And, like, here's the thing. I will not be able to get through the rest of this episode and not compare it to Daredevil, the immaculate TV show. Because... Yeah. Like, that is what we have to compare it to now. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, I should have prefaced with this. When I first saw this movie, probably in, like, 2009 or something like that, mm-hmm. when I was, like, starting to get into Marvel and I was like, I'm going to watch all the Marvel movies that have ever been released. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that I ever, I, like, super achieved that. But <laughs> um, Daredevil was one of the first ones I decided to watch. Right. And I, like, really enjoyed it. Like, mm. I thought it was so fun. I loved the character. I loved the idea of the character. Right. But obviously, it's it's kind of like the Percy Jackson effect. I didn't <laughs> know who the character was supposed to be. Oh, right, So when right, right. I saw the thing, I didn't know how wrong it was. Right, that's Because fair. when I first saw the Percy Jackson movies, I was like, these are fun. Like, I don't understand why people hate them so much. Right, right. And then I read the books, and then I went back and watched those movies, and they are terrible. Right. So that is kind of, like, the place I'm at with this movie is, like, I mm. used I used to really like it. Like, I would never say that I loved it or that it was, like, right. peak cinema. I just thought it was, like, fun. Right. Um, and then I saw Netflix's Daredevil, and now <laughs> I've seen this again, and it is um, atrocious. It's so atrocious. Bad. And it's so clearly not grounded in anything. Yeah, like there's we... no real plot or conflict, either internal. It's kind of, I think they're trying to do internal conflict in Matt, but it's more of just like Matt versus everyone else, and that's boring. And it, it like it didn't affect his job, like he mm-hmm. clearly had a very strong like relationship with Foggy, and like there was just like a lot happen. Like also Foggy in this, John Favreau, mm-hmm. we love you, we respect <laughs> you, this has nothing to do with you, honey. <laughs> I... Foggy deserved better. But I didn't like the, like, weirdly ableist jokes that they were trying to pull. Right, yeah. When, like, when uh, Matt said something to Foggy that made him upset and Foggy swapped out the honey for the mustard and, Mm -hmm. like, there was a bunch of other stuff, too, that I was just like, what? Yeah. I'm supposed to be your friend. I think the other thing is, even though, I don't know, when we met Matt and Foggy in, in the show... We, what I'm trying to say is it was more built up in the show of how deep and long the relationship went of mm-hmm. like, if they'd done that in the Netflix show, I don't think I would have, it's still very ableist, but I wouldn't have been mad, quite as mad at it because they're like, they've been friends for decades. Like this is just gonna, like Foggy but knows Matt would just tell, Foggy... like this is how they mess with each other. And then in the movie, it just, it really came off as just like, you don't, you, we don't understand the depth of their friendship. Well, Foggy in the show does make like blind jokes at Matt. Right. You know, they yeah. just don't, they're not blind jokes that, like, take him down a peg or anything. They're not, right. like, messing with him or whatever. Like, like Matt is in on the joke. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. These are not, like, Matt is not in on the joke. The only reason Matt, like, avoids those jokes is because of his powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jokes, pranks, whatever. Yeah. And Which I like, also thought was another weird thing of, like, there's no way these guys have been friends Maybe in this world they aren't like college friends or whatever, but even if they've been work co-workers and friends for at least like three years, two years, at one point I was like, Foggy has made no reference that he picks up that like, Matt's weird. And that always, that kind of bothered me because that's another thing of like, you know your friend that well after even two or three years, you're like, you you would know these things. Even if you wouldn't ask him, you're like, Matt's weird. That was something else that really bothered me about this movie is that Matt, Ben Affleck does not care about hiding his secret from literally anyone. Anyone. He is just out there being, like, weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess you can get into the, the, um, the politics of matt as a character having to perform disability to be able to get accessibility but at the same time Mm. that's that's not that's not what's happening here the Mm -hmm. show was like we have a guy who's blind but has powers Mm -hmm. 
and he's not thinking of, and like they they just didn't care mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. wanted to show you how like cool his powers were any chance they got right instead of actually like i don't know um making the crux of part of his guilt is that he is lying to his friend or something like mm-hmm. that like there mm-hmm. were so many i think like little changes that could have happened that would have made this movie just a little bit better right yeah like even just the reason that matt got blinded right mm-hmm. he got like i said before he got blinded because he was running away from finding out that his dad like is a criminal basically mm-hmm. and i think that that decision actually like at the crux of it is so bad because how do you if I were 12 years old, mm-hmm. or oh, however old he was when he got blinded in this, mm-hmm. and that was the reason, like, that's kind of the catalyst of what got me into that accident, I would never forgive my father ever again. Like, it would take years and years and years for me to forgive that person. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I just felt like it was unrealistic for them to have been, like forgiven so quickly and to be like this is their bond like they are so close like because yeah this movie does nothing to put into the work they they're telling us everything they're not showing us anything yeah there were no real connections in the movie and i think that's why ultimately i actually i've said it before that i don't like voiceover and this movie Mm. has lots of voiceover (laughs) and the reason for every single second that Ben Affleck is speaking on voiceover is to tell the audience something right that could have easily been shown in like a two second clip right or even just like the scene the flashback scene of his childhood the fight how he got into an accident how they both recovered none of that needed voiceover we could have just no. watched that happen but like again the movie was doing that like kind of 2003 thing where, like <laughs> it started us at the end of the movie yeah and then it took you to a flashback to way before the movie even starts. You're probably wondering how I got here. Yeah. Yeah. And then it got to kind of the beginning of what the overall story is. Yeah. Which seems so stupid. I'm glad um, that's not a storytelling device used widely anymore. I mean, it happens, but if it does, it happens well. I know. Yeah. And, but like, but what I'm getting at is like the cause of the accident doesn't even add anything to the story mm-hmm. in a way that like in the show it does because in the show matt saves like saves an old man from the car accident that oh, the truck right. that blinds him basically right and it's like in the middle of the street and like he's known as a hero like in the neighborhood because of mm-hmm. because of doing that like you get a sense of who matt murdoch is from that story mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily like it wasn't a long scene. We actually right. don't even see the... The accident. The accident. We see the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, like, that informs the character so well. Yeah. That, like, they needed voiceover in this movie because, <laughs> like, we don't know why... Why does Matt even, like, care to fight villains or fight criminals in his city, you know? Like, who, right. who cares? Yeah. Um... And again, they even told us that is his, the dad throwing the fight story to make Matt proud. That was so rushed. And it's a heartbreaking thing. Well, it's a heartbreaking we find out, factor of his backstory. I mean, obviously we find out like after he, after his dad dies is like, oh, like I want vengeance. Like he's right. fueled by that. of Like he wants revenge for his father's murder, basically. Yeah. Um, which is meh. Mm-hmm. But even, even his dad not throwing the fight was so dumb. <laughs> like, at least, um, at least in the show, we know that his dad doesn't throw the fight because he set up tons of like, money. Well, and also like it also sets up a guilt factor for Matt because Matt is the one who kind of tells his dad like, don't right. don't throw the fight. Like I know. Like, in his own way, like, I know what you're going to do, but I would, I want to see you win. Um, right. And, and then, like, Matt's dad, like, bets on himself. 
and mm-hmm. gets that money to, to to Matt. And, like, there there's so much set up for that to be, like, okay, well, like, he knows he's going to die, but he's setting his kid up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a better future. Right. But, like, this Jack Murdoch, like, why did you throw the fight? Yeah. Just so, like, your kid can see you, like, succeed? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know you're going to get, like, murked at the end of this. Like, mm-hmm. why? What, like, what was your... I know, what, you're going to leave him in a worse place because now he doesn't have any parents. Yeah. yeah. I was saying it's really weird that he's 42. Oh, yeah. I was I like, wow, time. like, why is he so old? <laughs> like, I just think it, at, like, if he were a younger father, it would add more to the tragedy of it. Yeah, I thought he was an older, fa- a younger father. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. I guess they had to figure out, like, what's an old boxer, but not, like, too old to be a father. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it, when he was like, you're 42, like, do you think you've been winning all these fights on your own? I was like, he's 42? <laughs> Why can't he be, like, 32? And he had Matt, like, real young. It was an accident. Like, I don't understand. Like, either way. Um, I wrote a lot of notes. Oh, boy. But either... Okay. The sensory deprivation tank that Matt sleeps in... Stupid. They're just trying to go for a Dracula effect. I just, like, they really were hitting this, like, grungy, emo, 2003 aesthetic in this. The, okay, so the first fight scene where we see Daredevil in action is, one, his, stu- his suit looks dumb as well. Two, it's at a <laughs> bar. And at first, I because it's like dimly lit, you don't really see much. It's almost done in like strobe lighty effects. And at first, I thought that they, everything was darkened because like, ma- they're not trying to like show blindness, but they're trying to like lower vision for the audience too to kind of get that feeling. And then I thought, no, this is just really bad fight scene. No, the entire fighting, like, all of the stunts are so bad. They're really bad. Uh, whenever Matt is, like, leaping around New York like a, like Spider-Man, it looks really unbelievable. That, Lily, Lily, that is literally what I wrote down. I wrote down <laughs> Matt is flying around like fucking Spider-Man. Yeah, he can't do that. Like... So all of the fights is really bad. Nothing was well lit. It was like... This was like Batflick's audition for Batman. It's so bad. The stunts are so bad. The fight mm-hmm. choreography is so bad. And I had a moment where I was like, was fight choreography just like this bad in, two, in the early 2000s? And then I had to think about it again. I was like, no, because I've seen movies from that decade, that, yeah. that like time, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Like, have you seen The Matrix? Come on. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It was so like they did not invest in that, I guess. And they maybe really it's just one of those things where like the actors just weren't into doing their own stunts or something. I don't know. It just didn't didn't gel. I don't know. It was and for bad. an action, such an action heavy hero, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I I watched this YouTube video. I was comparing, like, why was this movie so bad compared to, um, like, the show? Like, where did the show succeed and the movie fail? Mm -hmm. Um, And it really ultimately was discussing, like, the crux of the failure of this show or, or this movie was that they took out, like, who Matt Murdock was. Like, they never took the time to show us who matt murdoch was Mm -hmm. and they they even were like i'm gonna they even only talked about like two episodes of the show to compare like even if like even if someone had only ever seen these two episodes of daredevil Mm -hmm. versus the the movie the entire movie still be able to watch those two episodes because comparatively they're about the same runtime right and you would still say, like, the show is better mm-hmm. within that same time frame. And I think they used, like, the first two episodes of Daredevil. Like, right. the pilot and the second episode. Which includes, the like, the hallway fight, right? That's what I was thinking the entire time. Because the hallway fight is immaculate. It's one of the best fight scenes mm-hmm. I've ever seen. It's, like, it's not a full one take, but it's really close. No, it's, it's a one take. All of it was one take? Okay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. Yeah. No, that it's was immaculate. entirely in one take scene 
that apparently takes like a couple days to do. Yeah, I bet. Um, what they they mentioned that one specifically too is because I think it was the thought that I had watching the movie. There's a scene where like Daredevil is like fighting a criminal or something. I don't know. I, I think I like blanked out watching that scene for a little bit because <laughs> I think the pacing of this movie is also really bad. Yep. Um, and then all of a sudden there's like a little boy and he's like, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. And like Matt is like, I'm not the bad guy. Um, they tried so hard to put emotional development into this movie and it didn't work. Yeah, because ultimately I think like they were trying to, they were trying to be like, Matt is struggling with like his identity as Daredevil because he's Mm -hmm. not the bad guy, but he does bad things for good reasons. Right. Um, which again is like not really, I think the crux of matt murdoch's moral dilemma yeah um and i i got brought back to that the hallway scene because the point of the hallway scene was matt saving a child Mm -hmm. and the i really i recently rewatched all of daredevil um so it's like kind of in my head that at the end of the hallway fight matt takes a second he's about to open the door he takes a second takes his mask off oh right and goes in to the kid so that the first thing this kid doesn't see isn't like some scary guy in a mask yeah it's someone trying to help him right right i think like ultimately that's what sucks about this movie and is so good about the show is that like we see moments like that of matt like not caring about who he is Mm-hmm. for the greater good right like he he didn't care about like showing his identity to this kid because the only thing that mattered was make, making sure that that kid felt safe right right but in contrast when you see this ben affleck's daredevil with a mm-hmm. kid the kid's scared of him and he's just like i'm not the bad guy yeah and he like yeah. runs out yeah that's a really good point that it, i totally forgot most of that first episode or a lot of the details of that first episode. But yeah, that is a really good contrast. And God, the show was just so good. We were really spoiled. We, I mean, honestly, we were. And like when you said that, I was like, is it really being spoiled though? Or is it like... I think what goes wrong with movies like this mm. when it comes to the superhero thing is that movies like this forget that the reason why people watch superhero movies are not for the action and the the violence and all of that like granted it is a perk i enjoy watching the fight scenes i think like that is fun it's a fun part of the movies yeah but you go to see a movie like daredevil because you want to see um what it would be like for a person Mm -hmm. to have these powers and struggle with them right yeah i think superhero movies are really fun and interesting way to ask mass audiences mass media really interesting questions and daredevil the show had a lot of really really good great like moral questions and um just the things about consequences and guilt and your things like that and all of that was missing from the daredevil daredevil didn't ask a single question had no thoughts Mm -hmm. and like it was just so bad (laughs) it was really bad and if I can go back to, like, the pacing of it, right? Yeah. I got about halfway through, and I stopped watching it, because I was like, <laughs> I, like, this just feels so long. And it's yeah. not even a full two hours. It's, like, an hour 50 or something, or hour 45. Like, yeah. And I literally was like, this is so long, because it takes 45 minutes for the first, like, bad guy to show up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For us to, like, see Kingpin or Bullseye, I think. Yeah. I think we, see, King, we see Kingpin first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, you're like, okay, so I guess, like, he's the bad guy. Right. But, like, you're also, like, there's this Electra storyline being shoehorned in. So And also, bad. like, why did they do that to Jennifer Garner's eyes? Yeah. Why? I, I looked up images looked of Electra. She sickly. See, she looked like, like a mutant. Well, I, I looked up images of her to be like, are her eyes green? Like, is this, is that what, like, did they just yeah. feel like they needed to incorporate that part of the character? And I think Electra, like, from the images that I saw, 
Like, yeah, her eyes are green. Right. But, like, is it that? Does it matter that much? I know. Like, at like, what she price? she looked like an alien. At what cost? She I really know. did look like a mutant. I was really confused. Yeah, it looked bad. I felt really bad for Jennifer Gardner. But every time she spoke, I don't think those were contacts. I think that they CGI'd that at the end. That would make so much more sense. Because contacts, while still freaky, look a little bit... They don't glow. Well, and Jennifer Gardner has light eyes, too. Because like, oh. I because I looked up Jennifer Garner's face Natural after that, color. I was like, yeah. I need to like see, and like she has like light, light brown, like sort of greenish eyes, but like it's uh, like yeah. a, like the light brown, you know? Right. And I literally was like, why did they do that? Like they could have just kept her <laughs> eye color. And yeah, I don't I know. know if I don't know if any like were really people in the message boards in two thousand and three going like how dare they not make Electra's eyes <laughs> bright green? Yeah. Um, I also I hated her elect her fighting costume. Don't I just don't like sexism? Her oh, plunging yeah. neckline. I was like this was the whole that talk. was a male costume designer in two thousand three. That I mean tracks. that's also just Electra's costume in the comics. Oh bummer. Of all the images I saw, it was very much like sexy. Yeah. Oh, bummer. But that's also like comics. Comics are really bad at doing yeah. the good female costumes. But um, every time I saw Electra, I kept thinking like, you know what? Good for you. You got a movie out of this. I know. Jennifer Garner <laughs> did get an entire movie out of this. We you might do that one day too, but. <laughs> I can't. Not back to back. I can't Not do it. Not back to back, no. But yeah, this whole like Electra like nonsense was happening at the same time. And so there mm-hmm. was just like a lot, I think, going on and like. I like Electra's existence was just there to set up her movie. I think set up her movie and to fridge her. And uh, can you fridge a character who like comes back? Comes back? I guess not. But at the time, did you? I don't remember. Do you know if she comes back? I don't know if like I knew that when I saw the first one. Like, because like I think I saw... in the movie, Ben thinks she's dead. So yeah, I guess that's so it. Fridging Matt. Matt always thinks she dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, uh, if I wasn't asexual before this, I was definitely asexual <laughs> during their sex scene. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> like, what was that entire sequence? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, what? Even if I think I was a, an allosexual person, none of that entire... Pro- process looked pleasurable it's not great it's not great no. that looked really bad no <sighs> dude i don't, I don't even know what to say out of it so it's just bad it's just bad is all it is and like, like mentally scarred watching that i was like this is how 2003 did pg-13 sex scenes i guess so <laughs> i'm I more know. uncomfortable by not watching them do it yeah um i i honestly like i'm really like did i miss that like i think i wasn't paying attention that's fair because it had no bearing on the plot you could have taken the whole thing out just like cut to black he wakes up the next morning and she's gone yeah yeah i remember that part yeah i don't know i watched it on tbs like on like tbs's thing so maybe they cut the scene out from that oh probably that's not i guess tbs is like a a cable channel or whatever but yeah, yeah that was not a pg sex scene i don't know i just i all i know is that um i don't remember that i just remember him waking up and not have, gone. i just i still think it's funny that uh, <laughs> you hated it it was not <laughs> as someone who's never had it i'm sure that's not how it goes okay but like in like 1980s slow motion <laughs> i don't think that's what happens okay but okay not to abruptly move on from this topic. Please do. I'm done. <laughs> but, again, going back to this Matt Murdock does not hide a damn thing from anybody. Mm-hmm. Fighting Electra in broad daylight <laughs> at a freaking playground. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. See, the thing that gets me, like the thing that I think about, right? is that the Matt Murdock we know and love, played by Charlie Cox, mm-hmm. would never, <laughs> never, like, follow someone and then, like, stop abruptly and be like, I know you're there, from, like, the sense of smell. Yeah. Because, like, we have seen scenes where 
he's like walking up the stairs of the courtroom and Karen is right there. And Mm -hmm. he does not like, we know that Matt knows that Karen is there. We as the audience know that he knows that Karen is there. Right. But he is not addressing Karen, like glancing over to where she is Mm -hmm. because he knows that he can't let her know that he knows that she's there. Yeah, right. Like, and it, you, he waits for Karen to say something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For him to be like, oh, Karen, hi, how are you? Yeah, yeah. That was like, the other thing I texted you in all caps. Especially whenever he, he kept trying, they were, it was trying to be a flirty scene, but it came off as super aggressive. Because I texted you in all caps of, Matt would never disrespect a woman. Yeah. He would I mean, never have grabbed, I don't think he would have grabbed, done a wrist grab like that. I guess. I don't know, man. I like this is so bad. I so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> and I think part part of it, right, is that like, okay, um Matt is kind of like a ladies' man, so I think that they were yeah. trying to like show that. Right. But like he was being very aggressive. He was being very aggressive and like you're saying, terrible judgment. He never would have done this in broad daylight. I the uh, the broad <laughs> daylight of it all is what gets me. Like I just, it's, when it happens in the show, right, again, I don't mean to compare it, but I am. <laughs> when it happens in the show, Matt takes her somewhere, like, to, yeah, it's to, to the, the, gym, the boxing ring, yeah. the gym that his dad used to, like, train at. Yeah. And it happens there when no one is around, mm-hmm. and, like, she kind of, from the, we know that she knows that he can do what he does right. in, in the show after the fact. But, like, it's a more natural, like, she's messing with him way Mm -hmm. situation. It's just so much better in the show. It's just so much better in the show. Also, the tension was built up a lot better between the two of them. Yeah. And, like, uh, this is just some rando coffee shop. And, (laughs) like, why is uh, the daughter of a billionaire going to this random podunk? Like, he could smell her from outside the store. That got me. She didn't even cross the path of the window. Yeah. And we, like, got a zoom. Oh, my God. The zooms? Insane. Mm. I don't understand why I had to zoom in on so much stuff, but they zoomed in on his nose when he was smelling Electra down the block. Why was he so sweaty this entire movie? (laughs) Because Batflick is gross. I don't know what to do. He was so sweaty. Like, they zoomed in on his face in the courtroom. (laughs) Yeah. And he was so sweaty. <laughs> I don't even know how to react to that. Other than, like, this is so gross. Yeah, this is really gross. This is not a charming Debonair man right now. Like, why did they make him so sweaty? <laughs> like, yeah. did they ju- is, is Ben Affleck just that sweaty? They not like they couldn't mop it up in between. Pat scenes. him down. Like, did they put that on his face? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Yeah, you're, I uh, so many and zooms then... and the reflections off glasses. I thought that was very 2003. Wait, no, but like <laughs> the scene before we see him put the, the the suit on when they're outside of the courtroom and Foggy's like, "Are right, you want to do something later?" And Matt's like, "I'm sorry, I'm busy." Um it's like, okay, lie better to your, your only yeah. friend, first of all. <laughs> um, second of all, it zoomed in on his glasses, and in the reflection of his glasses was his cane. <laughs> and then it, like, zoomed out, and it was him, like, doing that whole thing alone in his apartment for his no one. His secret lair, which was, like, also the gym, the boxing ring where his dad... I, I maybe it wasn't the, the same boxing ring, but, like, yeah, he had a secret lair in his apartment with his coffin... I think they just spent, like, again, they spent so much time showing us how he was blind. Mm-hmm. Like, why did we need... Oh, the, the, like, labels on his clothes, okay, like, whatever, you're doing right. your, like, get ready with me scene, which is fine. Right. Um, But, like, showing us, like, how he folds his money and, like, how it's, like, organized. I don't know. There was mm. just, like some stuff in it that I was like, okay, this is, like, too, too much. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, th- I, I think that they spent so much time trying to, like, explain to us how he sees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, 
not nearly as poetic and cool as I see a world on fire. Yeah, yeah. Like, I liked the folding money scene. Like, that whole unit made sense to me. And then they really just, like, for me, it was like, don't forget he's blind. This guy, Mm -hmm. super blind. Mm -hmm. And then they just, like, went straight past that with all of the rain, blueprint, Mm etch-a-sketch stuff. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. It's one of those, like, he's not, like other blind people he's special and it's like okay thank you like the thing is it's like yeah matt murdoch is not like other blind people yeah um what i what i like about the um, the show when it comes Mm -hmm. to him being blind and like incorporating that into the character Mm -hmm. is like people showing him a piece of paper and it's like foggy going you know he can't see that because he can't um i i i know that cell phones like there are cell phones in this movie, but I know that, like, they, they probably didn't have the, like, speech thing oh, yeah. of accessibility options that they do now. Um, but in the in the show, it was, like, the foggy, 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 like, like the Karen, oh, Karen, yeah. Karen, Karen, like, that on the, the phone right. to, like, tell you. Caller like, ID. Yeah. yeah. Not not even the caller ID, just for it to, like, speak out, like, the, the words. Um, and, like, I... Th- like, he probably does that with his text messages, too, and, like, stuff like that. Like, mm. um, when in season two, Electra and Matt are, like, fighting some guy, and, like, he's like, okay, like, here's the paper, and the guy, mm-hmm. like, the guy gives it, gives him, like, the paperwork of it, and Matt goes, read it to us. Right. Because, like, Matt can't read it. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I think the show, you're right, did a really good job of showing that, like, Matt is extraordinary in his other senses, and he is also blind he's not invincible kind of a thing like he didn't overcome his disability in a way i think the movie went out of its way to do and loud noises take this daredevil out (laughs) i had venom flashbacks i had spider-man 3 venom flashbacks when when we're in that first fight scene with the with the the rapist Right, in the subway. In the subway, and the subway passes by, and he's like, ah! he's got yeah. his hands over his ears, and he's like freaking out, and I'm like, you're a daredevil. Like, you should at this point in your life have figured out right. how to handle a subway coming your way. Right, and that, honestly, I couldn't remember... How, because I'm, obviously, I know all of his senses are heightened, and I know that that was also thing in the TV show. How did the show handle the sub? He could, he could ride the subway, couldn't he? Yeah. It wasn't, like, a thing in the show, so I don't remember, like. It wasn't a thing. A big, yeah, it wasn't a big deal about it, but, like, he wasn't never overwhelmed by noise the same way, right? No, I, the thing about the movie is that I actually did enjoy the, um, the first scene we see of Matt as a kid like being overwhelmed by the noise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i actually i didn't i think i thought that that they did that pretty well and i was like oh like this when is he first, first wakes up when he first wakes up he's like oh my like he's freaking out he's like right. in the corner he's got his hands over his ears like it's mm-hmm. too loud I-, I actually did enjoy that scene um yeah i thought it was I an accurate it, representation yeah i think i think it made sense and i um i thought that was cool but then for him to be sleeping in a sensory deprivation <laughs> tank because he, like, first of all, I don't think that's safe. Like, I don't think you should be doing that, dude. Because, yeah, if you roll over onto your side, it's dunzo. Like, I, I know that, like, you're supposed to, like, have a level of a, um, <laughs> sus- suspend your disbelief. But this is just too much. That was um, stupid. And I, I get that, like, there are actual people in the world, like, loud noises bother them. Like, autistic people have issues with, like, sensory problems mm. and all of that stuff. And, like, yeah, Matt doesn't have the ability to wear noise-canceling headphones in this one. But, um, mm. I, <laughs> to, to be a superhero and to be so easily knocked out by a loud noise, like, when Bullseye is just, like, hitting the bell. Right. First of all, I love Venom. His whole thing, his whole thing, is that he sees through uh, echolocation, basically. Right. If you had something hit real loud like that, wouldn't that be helpful? I don't know because they they were so vague about how he sees. It was really 
unhelpful. How are they vague? Wait, I'm so sorry. I I, I also know, I, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, like, how could they have been vague when they literally shot half of the movie, the movie in the freaking blue. x-ray bullshit? Well, when I say vague, I mean, like, explaining the science of it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So that's why I was like, I don't, I kind of understood why ringing the bell would be over overwhelming, but you're right, is it also would have, like, created more... I also don't remember how echolocation fully works. It would have created more, like, sonic points for things to bounce off of. I mean, like, echolocation is an actual thing that blind people use. Um, oh. Yeah, like, it's an actual thing that blind people use to navigate the world um, by making, like, a series of clicking noises. And it's about, like, listening to the sounds to kind of gauge your location. Right, right. Um... And that there is kind of, like, but that's, like, obviously something that, like, as a blind person you would learn. Um, right. Not something that, like, you just know inherently. Uh, this this is just that on, like, cocaine. Yeah, like, yeah. on steroids. Like, yeah. of, he doesn't even need to make the clicking noise. He just, like, knows because he's right. just, the ambient noises give him an idea of what's happening around him. Um, yeah. From the minimal explanation that the movie gave us, you would think that a loud noise like that actually assists Matt into seeing because mm-hmm. that noise gives him a better idea of what's happening. Right. A la the stupid rain scene where he yeah. sees Electra's face for the first time. Not how that works, but yeah, yeah, that was pretty much what he was explaining too. Yeah, so like, yeah. tell me how <laughs> like that knocks him on his ass. Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. I'm sorry. It's, really it's just so dumb, and I hate it. But this this is just, like, an unrecognizable version of the character to me. It feels like um, a high school project. You're not wrong. Like, the plot summary. This feels like a high, school's, a high schooler's version of the retelling of Matt Murdock. Okay, but also, can we talk about... Um, bring me to life <laughs> again the genuine just... unironic use of that song in the movie okay Very but 2003. like 2003 it's 2003 we're in 2003 it would be genuinely and unironic because like the the show the, the, the show the music has just come out like that album yeah. has just come out you know i feel like that could have been a banger moment m- mo- moment moment in the movie <laughs> like if if it was a good movie yeah, if it were better. And that song came on, you'd be like, oh my god, yeah! Yeah! Like, this works! It's, it's not. it's a bad movie. <laughs> and so the song became a meme before it's it was a meme. terrible. It's so bad. Ay, And, like, that whole fight scene again, not fi- not even fighting, because Electra's just, like, s- slicing open sandbags. Yeah. It's so bad. It's really bad. And I, f- I feel like, because I don't know Jennifer Gardner's acting history... But I feel like she, if she'd been given the opportunity to do some more fight choreography or, or they just gotten a stunt double, would have changed so much. That was the some, thing is, some weak fighting on Electra's part and she's I'm not sure, weak. I'm sure there was a lot of stunt double work <laughs> happening. Yeah. It's just, man, not that good. Like, I think that yeah. these movies are an interesting case because I think, like, this Daredevil, Punisher, um, Ghost Rider, um, if I'm not mistaken. I think these were all movies done by Marvel Entertainment, like, proper. Right. And that's why they suck so bad. (laughs) Because, like, that part of Marvel just didn't have a lot of money. Like, this was the time that, like, they were selling off characters. So, Mm -hmm. like outside of fantastic four which obviously sucked but um (laughs) like they sold off x-men to fox and fox made really good x-men movies because they they were a movie production studio yeah Yeah. they sold off spider-man to sony and because sony actually makes movies Mm -hmm. like they made really good spider-man movies yeah marvel entertainment like that yeah did not exist the way that we (laughs) see it today yeah not even the way that we would see it like five years later with Iron Man, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because like that—that that was them going like, okay, like we should actually do something good. 
Yeah. Yeah. What if we put money behind a project to make it good? And like hire help people make it who like liked the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens if you ask Baffleck about Daredevil? I wonder. I don't know. I think I think <laughs> it would be like a, I'm grateful for that movie for having mm-hmm. like letting me meet my then wife. Yeah, that's true. They did get married. Yeah. So like he did marry Jennifer Gardner for after years. that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they're divorced now. Yeah. So I don't know how he would respond to it now. But <laughs> anyway. This movie sucks, and um, the fighting is bad, the acting is bad, the plot is bad. Yeah. And we spent so much of it comparing it to the beauty of actual, like, <laughs> the real Daredevil, Our Charlie Daredevil. Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, how can you not? Mm-hmm. This was, like, painful to watch. It was and... so, so bad. I couldn't look away. I couldn't believe what they'd done. I will say the one thing. I think the actor, I know I just said his name earlier and I can't remember it. The actor who played Kingpin, he could have been a really good and interesting Kingpin in a better movie. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, I I liked the fact that the actor himself was gigantic. I liked that Kingpin was this larger than life character because the, the man is gigantic. Like the actor is huge. Um... So it's it's too bad. I feel like he could have been a, a much more compelling kingpin if he was given a better script. Yeah, I I think that's true. I think that's true. Sorry. I was trying to look through my notes to be like, is there anything that I feel like I just want to like... Bring up and rant about? Not even rant about, just like if there was something extra funny. <laughs> um, but I don't think there... Is, oh my god. Hmm. I did write down why is Matt so sweaty Um, (laughs) and um, I also wrote Matt is dripping blood at the top of the cross like some effed up version of Jesus (laughs) and this was like the first scene of the movie yeah with him wrapped around the cross I hated that really did not like that at all and it just seems so stupid the credits were in braille like, they yeah. were really trying to hammer home, like, this character is blind. I know, because I, that almost... I guess I can't say I found it insulting, but it was one of those, like, eyebrow-raising decisions of, like, is that... That's the move you went with? Yeah. Um, I also wrote real big, where is the Catholic guilt? Mm. And I wanted to note really quickly that Kevin Smith, who is, like, very much a comic guy... Um, played Jack Kirby, the mortician. Oh, I thought I recognized that face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like Jack Kirby, as in like one of the OG writers of Marvel Comics, like creators. But Oh, um, okay, okay, yeah. But yeah. Kevin Smith is like the guy, like he is like at all the cons. He's always, mm. like he's done like a lot of, like movies too like he's just like one of the like the nerdy guys like if there's a nerdy thing like he's in it um like he tries to be at least (laughs) um which was cool we had the stanley cameo of matt young matt saving him from like walking (laughs) into the the street street. and getting hit um i i guess i stopped writing notes about an hour (laughs) in because i one of the very last notes i wrote was 40 minutes in just to get to the villains (laughs) Uh, also, did the did the New York Post, like, fund this movie? Apparently. Because they were all over it, but also not in a good way. They paid so much yeah. for advertising in this movie, I feel like. And I don't think that was great. Um, Colin Farrell, I will say, did dedicate, dedicated to the bit. Yeah. I appreciate a commitment to the, to the bit and a bad villain. Colin Farrell did pretty well in this movie. There's mm. not much to complain about other than, like, the character design itself. Yep. Which is just very strange. Um, yeah. And I hated that a lot. Um, he made me miss. Like that whole thing. Like, <laughs> Sammy uh, pointed out every time his coat moves, there's a snake hiss. What? Every time his coat moves, he hisses. I hate that so much. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Um, again, like the whole, like, I'm not the bad guy yeah. conflict 
sucks because by by the time it gets to the end and like he's fighting fisk mm-hmm. and he doesn't kill fisk yeah it's like who care what yeah like, you what? don't care about his fight with fisk at all and like there doesn't feel like there is a moral um conflict there at all like he's just yeah. angry because like oh you killed my dad and you also hired bullseye to kill my girlfriend yeah um and he we have already seen him kill two other people in this movie yeah. i don't think he knows that he didn't kill bullseye but like he threw bullseye out the window of the he church was totally willing to murder him and he also killed the first guy so mm-hmm. by the time we get to this conflict with fisk at the end yeah and he doesn't kill fisk uh, my my first my my thought was the end of Daredevil season three, right? Mm. Um, I know that we're almost out of time, but I just have to, <laughs> like it, it's just such an easy parallel, right? Because the end of Daredevil season three is Matt fighting Fisk in that like I'm gonna kill you, mm-hmm. the penthouse fight, right? The penthouse fight, yeah. But like Matt like screams and he's like i'm not gonna kill you like you don't get to change who i am mm-hmm, mm-hmm. powerful shit yeah like so like <gasps> like thinking about it <laughs> makes me like like i have chills it's so good <laughs> and he says to him like you're not gonna tell anybody who i am because if you do i'm gonna go after your wife over here mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she's guilty and i have proof right and like that moment culminates into something so good and like so compelling and like you get the sense that matt won Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the movie doesn't (laughs) do that no not at all we have seen matt kill twice Mm -hmm. they don't set up this like moral um conflict for matt that he doesn't kill people where right. like it's just the I'm not the bad guy. Like, right. That Which he... that's not an interesting moral question if you have no. to keep saying it out loud. He keeps saying like I'm not the bad guy, I'm not the bad guy because like a kid thought he was the bad guy because he Matt beat up his dad in front of him. Mm-hmm. Like at least I think that that was the context of that scene. I don't really remember. Um yeah. I watched this yesterday and I kind of like <laughs> blacked out some of it. Um yeah. So, like, we see him do all these terrible things, and we've seen him kill two people. Mm-hmm. So that when we get to him fighting Fisk, it's like, well, why can't you kill him? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, why not kill him? Right. Yeah. And he says to him, he's like, well, you're not going to tell anybody who I am, because who's going to believe you? Like, you're that's, like, insane that <laughs> someone thinks that, like, if you said that you fought a blind man and lost, people would think you're crazy, so, <laughs> and they'll never believe you. Like, that doesn't... Freaking like yeah, that was anything. really, really bad. I didn't like any of that conclusion. And I was like, Fisk deserves better, man. Yeah. Come on. You so, don't get to treat a villain like that. <laughs> so ultimately, I think like every bit of it falls flat because yep. they don't care about who the character is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had this big conflict that falls flat because we there's there shouldn't have been a conflict. They made a Punisher movie. Yeah, they, they made really a Punisher did. movie with Daredevil's face on it, mm-hmm. and in the last second, they had him act like Daredevil, but because yeah. they basically showed us a Punisher movie, like, it made no sense, and it yeah. didn't actually track with who the character was. Yeah. I will say, because when you said, like, yeah, they made a movie about a Daredevil who doesn't care or anything like that, and that also it just kind of feels like, what did this movie care about? That's what it you comes down to, is I don't... I don't know what this movie asked of the audience. This movie. Which not every movie needs to, but what? This movie. I wasn't even entertained. Was a cash grab. They thought it would make a lot of money. It did not. And it it probably didn't. And it sucked really badly. And Mm -hmm. that's what happens when you let people who don't care about the characters create something. Yeah, because then it feels like nobody cares. No one cares about this project, then why should should we see it why should we pay to see it i'm so mad i paid to see this i should have found other ways oh yeah i managed to see it for free (laughs) anyway that is all on 2003 daredevil um it sucks it's not even like a fun hate watch it's really 
bad. There's nothing enjoyable about it. No. 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 I, there's nothing enjoyable about it because it yeah. just kind of makes you angry. Yeah. Um, and the pacing, again, an is bad. Mm-hmm. You were insulted? Yeah, it's kind of insulting as an audience member. I was like, this is what you give us? This is what you think of us? Yeah. Yeah, um, everything sucks. It all sucks. Don't watch it. <laughs> There's not really a bright spot. Yeah. And with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pat. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo, and you can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. You can check our bet bet bet, and you can check out our website EarthMightiestFangirls.com and send us an email at EMFangirls at gmail.com. Once again, not you, Paul. <laughs> I don't want any more emails from you. I've heard tell of the legend. I can't wait. We will be responding to your email in episode form in like two weeks. So there's that. Um, follow me on TikTok. Why can't I speak all of a sudden? Follow me on TikTok at some fangirl. And um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can please re- leave a review or rate us on Apple Podcasts because that would really help us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a high rating. Come on. <laughs> Thank yeah. you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing. Watching really bad movies. Yep. Yeah.